The revolution will not be televised. Have you ever heard that before? I'll repeat it. The revolution will not be televised. But I believe it will be podcasted. Welcome back to the podcast that has really fucked up all of my street cred that I earned uh, my whole young adult life. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. I made it out and I'm never going back. I mean, unless, you know, uh, I get a divorce or, you know, maybe get cancer and the doctor tells me six months to live and I, you know, I want to settle some old scores before I go. Then you'll probably see me back. You'll probably see me back in person in, in my same old neighborhood. But other than that, I'm not going back. But welcome back to episode, this is episode 21. I've made it 21 episodes now, and I really appreciate all the love and support everyone's given me. And with that being said, uh, let's get into the episode here. So, I want to talk about my dog uh, getting high on mushrooms. But first, I want to talk about me being high on mushrooms and the story will all tie in. Just bear with me. Hang in there. Hang in there, folks. So, um, for a while now, I've been microdosing mushrooms. And it has a lot of mental health benefits. Uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of benefits. For example, like my depression. Um my understanding of other people's emotions, you know, just microdosing where you don't get high, you're not like tripping. It's very, very, very subtle. Um, so I've been, I've been doing that for, you know, a few years now and I've seen pretty good benefits, but on my days off at times, you know, not every time I have a day off or anything like that, but, um, I'd like to eat some mushrooms. And so I get mushrooms, uh, the raw mushrooms that, that you see in movies and, you know, most of the time in real life where, you know, people just eat like the raw mushroom. And I don't know why some people put them in a peanut butter sandwich and some people put them on pizza. Like, it's not that fucking serious. Just eat the fucking mushroom, you fucking queer, you know? It, they do not taste that bad. And so, um, it was my day off recently and my wife was home and we were home with all the kids and everything like that. And I decided that I kind of wanted to, you know, trip out. So I told her, hey, you know, I want to trip out. And she doesn't do them or anything like that. So, you know, there's, there's another adult to supervise the children, our young children. So I felt safe in doing so. And I ate a raw mushroom. Then I remember I had to go grocery shopping. Then the mushroom started to kick in while I was in line and I almost freaked out and just left the whole grocery cart. But uh, with mushrooms, you have to be mentally strong when they start to actually kick in. And I, I safely transported the groceries, purchased the groceries and drove the groceries back home. 
and then uh, had the kids like, you know, stock up the cabinets and the fridge and everything. All right, you guys go ahead, put them away. And, you know, so then I was just having a blast. Then I just started having a blast. The good thing about mushrooms, the thing that I really enjoy about magic mushrooms, and I'm talking about magic mushrooms. I'm not talking about fucking shiitakes. I'm talking about, yeah, magic mushrooms, shrooms, psychedelics. Um, I really like when they first kick in, you can't stop laughing. I listened to a recent Joe Rogan podcast, and he had Ron White on. And I don't know what episode, I don't know what date, what time, but it was recent you know, within the last month or two or so. And so, um, Ron White has a story. He's a professional multimillionaire comedian. He, uh, was on the blue collar comedy tour. So he's established and well, he does them too. And he talked about one time when he was riding, his dad was like driving him and this is in his adulthood and he's hanging out with his dad and his dad is driving down the highway and there was a truck that kind of crashed and flipped over. And he just started dying, like dying laughing, busting into tears of laughter, right? And that's kind of what Shrooms does. Even when something's not really super funny, it's still hilarious. Like, the last time I did mushrooms, um, when I had nothing else to do, and on that day, uh, all the kids were gone. They went to either their grandparents' houses or, um, you know, family members' houses. I was left alone to my own, you know... Idle hands are a devil's workshop. So I ate a bunch of mushrooms and I started watching. Man, what's it called? It's some restoration, car restoration show, but it's like with Canadians. It's like a white dude with dreadlocks, blonde dreadlocks. And then he has a partner named Avery and they're in Canada. And they, I don't know, they restore American vehicles and also Canadian vehicles. Uh, You know, I just, look, don't judge how I spend my time. Worry about yourself. You should be spending time probably applying for a job than listening to this podcast, but look what you're doing. You're listening to me talking about being high on shrooms. So don't judge. So anyway, I was by myself and, well, actually I still had my dog with me, my dog. And she's a mini schnauzer and she's about five pounds soaking wet. And she jumped up on the bed and she's looking at me. And many schnauzers, they have a beard. And so I think it's really funny that it's a girl dog that has a beard. I already think it's funny, sober. But I was on mushrooms and the dog didn't even know why I was laughing at her. She was looking at me so crazy, but I couldn't stop laughing. And I bust into tears every time I looked at her. And she started kind of getting offended. Like, motherfucker, are you making fun of me? Like, she's very intelligent for for a dog. I know dogs in general are already intelligent, but she's intelligent in a way that I feel is a little bit human-like. Not saying that we're anywhere the same, but I'm just saying, like, there's certain characteristics. So I'm busting up in tears laughing at her. So I say that to say this. When you're on mushrooms, you will crack up laughing at anything, whether it's funny or not. But I really do believe that this was funny. So on this night, as I was mentioning at the beginning of the podcast, so my wife is home, you know, she's sober and everything. I already did the grocery shopping. My shrooms have started to kick in. I made it home safe. Now I'm getting into the giggly stage. So I sit down with all of my kids and I start watching 
uh, Babysitter on Netflix. They want to have a family like movie night. So I made some popcorn. I bought some Orville Redenbacher uh, butter oil. They don't even call it butter. It's like butter oil. But I figure that's pretty much what they use it at the movie theaters anyway. So close enough. You know, I try to use regular butter, but it doesn't melt as good. So I just, yeah, I, I got the I got the oil. So we're, we're chilling, but we're not watching the scary um, version of Babysitter. I think there's a first Babysitter that came out, but we, we watched a second version, which was a comedy. So my shrooms are kicking in, and I'm really starting to giggle and laugh. Well, my six-year-old son, and I need to preface this, he's, he's my stepson. I consider him my son, but he's six years old, and uh, I'm married to his mother, who's African-American and I myself is white. So I've, I feel I need to preface this because I stand in solidarity with the black lives move, uh, black lives matter movement and all of that. I don't want anyone to get offended. And also this wasn't a joke that I came up with. This is a joke that my six year old African-American son came up with on his own. And it just made it so much funnier because I was high on shrooms. So we're watching already a comedy movie. I'm already laughing. And me and my three youngest children, we're just, we're hanging out. We're watching Babysitter, laughing, you know. Then out of nowhere, and come on, he's six years old. He doesn't even know what he's saying. (laughs) He says, my nipples are black because black lives matter. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I laughed into tears. I thought I was going to go in. I thought I had COVID. I thought I was going to go into respiratory failure, respiratory arrest because he said my nipples are black because black lives matter. Now his mom did not like that. And she told him to stop saying it. Cause he said it like two or three times. <laughs> I'm sober right now, but imagine on mushrooms, it's a million times funnier. And it's no disrespect to the movement or anything like that, but just what do you do when you hear that from a six-year-old who doesn't even, can't even go to school? Like just stuck in the house all day. Where did this idea come from? Where did, where did you get that joke? Like, I don't know, maybe Fortnite. Maybe I need to stop buying those Xbox gift cards or something so he can be on the internet. Let's, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but that was the funniest shit. That I fucking heard, and at the worst time. So my other two youngest children, they're they're look, they're like, "Are you okay? What's wrong? You know?" Because I can't stop laughing. I couldn't stop. They're like, "Okay, it was funny, not that funny," but I'm a political science major. Sociology is you know one of my main fields um, uh, in my college, you know, my college career or throughout my college career. That's been pretty much the the staple of it. So. For me, understanding different cultures and understanding everything, I just, I don't know. I don't want to ruin the comedy of it by explaining to you my background and all that. Just know, I'm not making fun of this stuff. A six-year-old came up with this, and I just thought that was a brilliant fucking joke, and I wanted to include it in the intro to my podcast. But let's get into the actual actual podcast itself. (laughs) So, this is what happened. I already told you that at times... I eat raw mushrooms, the, the psychedelic mushrooms. 
Well, I also have in stock some uh, some chocolates. So it's like mushrooms ground into fudge. So somebody made some fudge and ground up mushrooms, and th- and there you go. So on this day, I'm already, I'm already tripping. I'm already having a good time. I'm already laughing and everything. And then I go and I cut a chocolate in half and I eat it just because I kind of felt like I was coming down and I'm like, "Eh, it's too soon. You know, I got all night. Me and the kids are having a good time. There's a responsible adult around. You know, why not? We're watching a comedy movie. The pictures are moving on the walls, but they're not melting yet. So I'm like, you know, let me kick this up a notch. I don't have to work for two days. Like, you know, kids don't have school tomorrow. It's all good. It's the weekend. We'll be fine. Well, I finally go to the bathroom. And when I come out, you know, my mind is telling me to call for my dog. So I'm, you know, calling for my dog. And she's not coming. So I look around and I see her laid out on the couch and she's with the kids. We were, we were in the living room and we were watching the movie and everything. And she's laid out with the kids. But usually like when I whistle at her, she lifts her head up. She'll sit upright, put her ears up or something. And this little five pound dog was not moving. So Remember that fudge, that mushroom fudge thing that I have, and I cut it in half? Somehow, and I consider myself a very responsible pet owner and parent, that dog somehow got, I found the wrapper on the floor next to my bed, and that second half of that mushroom chocolate was missing, and now my dog's not moving. And I see her and she sees me and I'm whistling at her and she's just, she's just stiff. So look, I wasn't worried about the chocolate part of it because, okay, they say dogs can't eat chocolate. Chocolate could kill dogs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because it stops their digestive system and, you know, things can get backed up and, you know, it can be poisonous to dogs. But I'm not really worried about that because I know somebody who had a dog that he would feed chocolate to. He'd feed his own dog chocolate. He's like, no, my dog eats chocolate. Boom. You know, and it never died. It never really got sick. I don't know if it ever had the runs, but that's his concern. He's the one that has to clean it up if, you know, if that's what happens. But, you know, dogs can handle a certain amount of chocolate. My concern was the mushroom. Because how you get high off of magic mushrooms is because you're poisoning yourself. That's what gives you the trip. I'm 175 pounds. What I'm worried about is that this dog just took half a dose of mushrooms in a in the form of a chocolate, and she's only three to five pounds. Between three and five, I'd say five dripping wet. And now she's not really moving. But when I approach her, she starts one. I could tell she was in the giggle stage. Remember I tell you, like, everything's funny. I could tell she was in the giggle stage because once I went and kind of shook her and stuff she started bouncing around and wanting to play fight and stuff out of nowhere mind you everyone else is relaxed we're just laying around on the couch you know watching babysitter the funny one all of a sudden she gets 
very playful. And without within five minutes, all that shit dies down and she's tripping. I can tell she's tripping. My dog is starting to look at her shadows and like twitch and starts really looking crazy. So, you know, I fed her, made sure she had some food in her stomach and gave her some water and was just trying to get her through it because once the mushrooms take hold, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. You just got to ride it out. So at this point, I'm just scared that maybe the mushrooms would be toxic to her. Not the chocolate so much as the mushrooms. You know, I know a lot of people, their their dogs, you know, got a hold of their, their marijuana edibles. And marijuana edibles already make some people hallucinate and trip out. Um, I even know one person, their dog got a hold of, of meth somehow and ate the meth, but it was a big hefty dog. It was a pit bull and it was, I guess, running around the backyard for hours. Okay. That's another thing, but mushrooms with a five pound dog, that was very scary because she started looking, she had this look in her eyes I don't know if anybody watches Adventure Time cartoon. I think it's on Cartoon Network. But there's a character named Joshua. And his eyes are all black and white and glazed over. Like, she started to look like that. She would, she would like, lift her head and look to the sky. She looked like an atheist that just saw God. And then her, her head would drop. I'm like, oh, fuck. I hope she's not dying. I hope she can, you know, make it through this. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? So that being said, I mean, she's the worst mushroom partner you can ever have. When you have a mushroom partner, you want somebody who, you know, you're going to have fun with. Not somebody who's going to try to put you into a bad trip. They start freaking out, start freaking you out. Well, guess what? I started freaking out. I had to fight just to avoid a bad trip. So... I will, even though this was an accident, I will never give her mushrooms again. And I will keep them very, very high up since she's so small. I'll keep them somewhere really, because this, she fucked up, she started fucking up my trip. But worse than that, I started getting jealous of how high she was. I'm like, shit, I just ate a, a big ass cap and stem. I just ate half a chocolate and you look like you just saw God. I want to see some shit. The ceiling started kind of moving a little bit and, you know, but I wasn't nowhere where she was at. She was in outer space. You could see it through her eyes because the whites of her eyes don't even usually show. So, but the good thing about mushrooms is it really does give you insight on yourself. And that's how I realized, like, I never considered myself a jealous person, but that was the first time I realized you are a jealous person. You're jealous of your dog. Because your dog is on another planet. And I've ate quite a bit of mushrooms and I just never got to that point. I'm not saying I want to be. I don't want to be in a point where I do get scared and stuff. But uh, her first trip was probably a lot better than mine because I'm cautious. I, I kind of just dole mine out a little bite by bite. And I kind of get the effects and then take a few more bites. Feel the effects. And I, you know, I kind of gauge it like that. I'm, I'm safe. But this little bitch... 
I was actually disappointed in her lack of being cautious. She just went all in like a fucking Amish person uh, doing rumspringa. You know, like when the Amish, it's like their rite of passage. Like they can, they can go off of the, uh, they can go off the Amish area and like go do drugs and party. Like they have a certain period of time where they're able to do that. So I started really getting disappointed in her because like, come on, rookie, like you're supposed to do a little at a time, not go all in like that. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? So anyway, I did take her to the vet. Don't call the SPCA on me and shit. I took her to the fucking vet. They gave her an IV. Okay. Made sure she was hydrated. She sweated a lot of it out. She got hydrated uh, through an IV. And, you know, the vet was just like, you know, your dog's high. We're like, no, really? Really? I thought maybe, uh, you know, the gardeners, they sprinkle that that snail poison on the plants. I thought maybe that, or, you know, we take her out to go to the bathroom every couple hours. I thought maybe it was that, you know, she ate something that somebody threw on the front area. No, no, your dog's lit. So here's your dog back. All we could do is hydrate her. Uh, good luck to you. And so all night I had to hear my dog keep me awake, even though I had stuff to do in the morning. She couldn't handle her eye. She should whimper and twitch. And it took about two or three days, but she's back to normal, y'all. And thank you for all your prayers, even though you didn't know about it. But thank you belatedly for your non-prayers. God is good. And I have my dog back. I have my dog back, y'all. And she's better than ever. And what I like about her now more than I ever liked about her before was that she's very um, self-reflecting. You could tell she thinks about, instead of just peeing on the carpet, if you watch her and you know it's been too long since you took her out last, you could see her really thinking about it before she pisses on the carpet. And I think that's good for anybody. Hey, after you think about it, if your best conclusion is still to pee on the carpet, then Hey, at least you thought about it. You're not just a dumb, stupid fucking dog, so. That's, uh, that's my story, everybody. That's my podcast for this week. Chester Franklin here, signing out. I love you guys. Until next week, bye-bye.